Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, If God Can Use Animals, He'll Use You Too. Let's pray. Father, we come today with praise and thanksgiving, hungry for you, ready for more of you, Father. We thank you that your word says it will not return void. It will accomplish your purpose, Father. That your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Father. We're ready to receive from you today. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, God can use anything he created for any purpose that he wants, right? He's God. But I think some of the animal stories give us extra hope as Satan will try to discourage us and give us thoughts that we can't do this or that for God. Don't listen to Satan. Listen to God. I hope these animal scriptures give us hope that God can and will use us for great things if we live for him and we're obedient to follow his word and his still small voice. Exodus 7 verses 8 through 12 in the Amplified. Aaron's rod becomes a serpent. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Work a miracle to prove your authority, then you say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, so that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Verse 11, Then Pharaoh called for the wise men skilled in magic and omens, and the sorcerers skilled in witchcraft. Also these magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts and enchantments. 12, For every man threw down his staff, and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Folks, we can learn a few things from this one. Well, we shouldn't be surprised that God can make a staff for a walking cane turn into a serpent. But also Satan has some powers and made his own serpents. But just like in life, if we stick with God and use our faith, he'll help us defeat anything the devil throws our way. What a great ending to this scripture. God's serpent ate the devil's serpents. Praise God. In this next passage of scripture, in Numbers 22, Israel was getting close to the promised land, and they were near the land of Moab, so the king sent out his sorcerer to put a curse on Israel. So the sorcerer, Balaam, was riding his donkey. Let's pick this up in verse 21 of Numbers 22. So Balaam got up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the leaders of Moab. Verse 22, But God's anger was kindled because he was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. Now he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. 23, When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his drawn sword in his hand, the donkey turned off the path and went into the field. But Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back toward the path. Now let's go ahead to verse 27. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam was angry and he struck the donkey a third time with his staff. 28. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? 29. Then Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a mockery of me, if there had been a sword in my hand, I would have killed you by now. 
30, the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden all your life until this day? Have I ever been accustomed to do so to you? And he said, No. 31. Now, we're right in the middle of the conversation between the donkey and Balaam here. Hope everybody's following. (laughs) 31. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed his head and lay himself face down. 32. The angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because your behavior was obstinate and contrary to me. 33. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away from me, I would have certainly killed you now and let her live. 34. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the way against me. But now, if my going displeases you, I will turn back. 35. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but you shall speak only what I tell you. So Balaam went along with the leaders of Balak. My friends, you know, you are doing things against God when God has to have your donkey talk to you. God can use animals or anything he created to do his will. Is anyone thinking about going to buy a donkey? I'd hold off. I'm sure God can get your cat or dog or the neighbor's dog to talk to you if he needed to. But you know, the most common way God talks to all of us is through his word, the Bible. And he also talks to us in that still small voice inside. Genesis 8, verses 6 through 8 in the Amplified. At the end of another 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark, which he made. Seven, and he sent out a raven, which flew here and there until the waters were dried up on the earth. Eight, Then Noah sent out a dove to see if the water level had fallen below the surface of the land. So, folks, God had Noah use a raven and a dove to see if it was safe to get out of the ark. Exodus 8 in the Amplified Bible, starting in verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go so that they may serve me too. However, if you refuse to let them go, Hear this, I'm going to strike your entire land with frogs. Friends, in addition to using frogs on the Egyptians and Pharaoh, God also used lice, that would have got me to stop right there, flies, death of the livestock, and locusts, etc. Anyone besides me thinking that Pharaoh was a little on the slow side? Matthew 17, 24 through 27 in the Amplified. When they arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the half-shekel temple tax, folks, this was equivalent to about two denarii, or about two days' wages, continuing, went up to Peter and said, Does not your teacher pay the half-shekel? 25 Peter answered, Yes. And when he came home, Jesus spoke to him first, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do you earthly rulers collect duties or taxes, from their sons or from strangers? 26 When Peter said, From strangers, Jesus said to him, Then their sons are exempt from taxation. 27. However, so that we do not offend them, go to the sea and throw in a hook and take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take it and give it to them to pay the temple tax for you and me. And of course, you know the rest of the story. That's what exactly what happened. Now let's go to Jonah 1.17 in the Amplified. Now the Lord had prepared, anointed, destined a great fish 
to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. My friend, Satan's people would say, a fish can't do that, etc., etc. But God can do anything. And he made a fish that did it. Jesus said Jonah's event was a sign of his resurrection. In Matthew 12, 40, Jesus said, For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Daniel 6 in the Amplified. Then the king gave a command, and Daniel was brought and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you constantly serve, rescue you himself. Verse 19. Then the king arose at dawn, and at the break of day he hurried to the den of lions. When he had come near the den, he called out to Daniel with a troubled voice. The king said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to rescue you from the lions? 21. Then Daniel spoke to the king, O king, live forever. 22. My God has sent his angel and has shut the mouths of the lions so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him and also before you, O king. I have committed no crime. 23. Then the king was greatly pleased and ordered that Daniel be taken out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in and relied on and trusted in his God. Folks, wow, did you hear that? Daniel had no injuries whatsoever from the lions because he believed in and relied on and trusted in his God. What a great example for us. And finally today in Matthew 21, 5 in the New King James, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt the foal of a donkey. My friends, the humility of Jesus riding in on a donkey before he was crucified for you and I. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful. You're such a good God. We love you. We praise you, Father. We thank that you can use anything you've created for anything you want to, Father. And you teach us through these examples of these animals, Father. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for Jesus. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Well, folks, please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.